Toffee Ball, the East Asian Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to podcast number 12 at From the Toffee Bowl. This week we have a special episode where, where Mark Henderson interviews Matt Ward, an English football coach based out in Taiwan. I hope you enjoy. Apologies for the slight sound errors. Alright, we've got Matt Ward here with us from British Coaches Network. <laughs> <laughs> hey Mark, good, good to be here with you. Uh, well, what's been going on in the world of Asia? Obviously, you guys, I like watching all your updates come online and uh, I keep well informed through you. You know, sometimes I don't want to read massive, massive articles on Asian football. I just need a quick glimpse just to refresh my memory or let me know something interesting. And that's what you guys do. So what, what's going on at the minute in the, uh, in the world well, of Asia? Right now, I see a lot, of, a lot of countries are starting to post about their uh, World Cup qualifiers coming up. I just saw that today because, like, uh, Mongolia. I follow Mongolia, right, but... Why, 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 why are you because, following them? Because they're in the EAFF, the East Asian. Yeah. We follow all the teams in the EAFF, the ten of them. And then, so I follow Mongolia, but the thing with Mongolia is Google Translate doesn't do Mongolian. <laughs> so you have to try and, like, look at the picture and just guess what they're trying to say. <laughs> so, like, I look at the picture and then, like, one of them was... I think one of them was the league fixtures and then the other one was like obviously the World Cup games because it had Myanmar and it had Tajikistan in times. <laughs> this is perfect. You could you could do like a North Korea and literally create up some kind of Mongolian well, I've fixture been, I've, list. But the, well, I've been e- I used to email Mongol- uh, North Korea every week. I used to email their football association every week and say like, mate, if you want us to come there, like you can pay me. I'll yeah. come here. Yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the big boss. <laughs> I'll come here and uh, I'll make vid. It'll be uh, it'll be good. Yeah. There won't be any negatives. Yeah, it'll all be positive. And I was like, I really want to go to the Mayday Stadium. Yeah. It looks huge. Yeah. You know, North Korea's uh, yeah. there are 100,000 people. And, and, and well supported. And all, all the crowd, funnily enough, they all know the same chance. They uh, all know when to clap and everything. But it's all I mean, choreographed. What, so I really what, what fans go, do that, but, right? And then I, I, put, I put in, in the PS at the bottom, don't worry. I won't steal a poster. I was going to say, <laughs> otherwise you won't be coming back. You, uh, you'll be there, you'll I be said, there. I said, don't worry, I won't go around stealing posters. And there was a guy who left a Bible in the toilet. Yeah. I said, I won't be stealing no posters. I'll leave the Bibles in toilets. You can, you can be happy with that, all right? <laughs> so in, in terms of qualifying groups, who's got, who's got a tough or one of the toughest groups out of the uh, Hong Kong have the hardest Asia. one. Who's in Hong Kong group? Uh, off the top of my head, it's Iran, yeah, Iraq, yeah, and uh, one of the Middle East teams who were in the Asian Cup. I think it might be Lebanon. So three, three. Middle they East have teams. three teams yeah, from, and, and they're, they're always strong, aren't they? Uh, in terms of Asia, Middle Eastern teams they are have strong. Th- I know they have three teams who were in the Asian Cup recently. Yeah. I think it might be Lebanon, but I could be wrong uh, without looking it up. But. They, even even the, the the pot four pot five team is Indonesia, yeah. And Indonesia were only pot five because they were banned by FIFA. That, that's right, yeah. Well, the in in terms of Hong Kong as well, obviously their their last game they they lost to Taiwan. I think their manager, the Finland guy, yeah. Mixu, pick and mix. Yeah, pick and mix. I think yeah, he's he's not very good. I don't I don't rate him. Every, everyone everyone says he's a, a really nice guy. Uh, I've, I've been led to believe. Uh, I can't comment on his coaching. I used to put 
caught him in my dream team a few times when he was at Bolton. Well, uh, big, big target man, but... Well, Owen, Owen, the guy who does edits the podcast, he really likes him because obviously he did well at Hibs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did all right at Hibs, apparently. But I, I watched the game, as I'm sure you did, uh, when, when Taiwan played Hong Kong, and uh, they... They look clueless. Oh. Like, Taiwan looked organised, which but, is... Uh, that was his first game, I think. He'd only yeah, been there yeah. for like a that, few that's weeks true, or something. That's true. That's, yeah, that is but true. But I'm not sure. But he, he's not going to do anything in the group because he's got like Iraq were the top seed of pot two. They're Iran, strong, man. Iran were the top seed of the pot they're, one. They're strong. They're uh-huh. strong as hell. So what about uh, Taiwan's group? Could have been better, could have been worse. Uh-huh. Mixed feelings. Uh, I don't really know much about the Middle East teams. Yeah. So some I saw on Twitter that Kuwait were banned too, which is a bit of a worry. Yeah. Because if, if they're banned, they're better than their ranking suggests, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's right. They yeah, should, that, that's or they true. should be. They should be. And uh, Jordan, I think they could take Jordan, but the thing is with Jordan, I reckon they're going to be one of those teams where they'll either be good or they'll be crap. Yeah, I, I watched them play Philippines uh, in, in one of the last qualifiers, one of the last qualifying tournaments, and they were pretty crap, right. but they can be dangerous. Uh, and, uh, I think they're going to be like a Jekyll and Hyde team, so yeah. I think you like... You don't know what you're going to get. I get the feeling that Kuwait, Taiwan and uh, Jordan will, they'll, they'll beat each other. It, it, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting mix. Um, from from your experience watching games, you, you watch a lot of games now in Asia, what, what dynamic, what mix? Like uh, GC, I, like Southeast Asian teams. I really didn't want any uh, Middle Eastern Middle teams. Eastern teams. Yeah. I think they're the best from Asia. Yeah, they they're like really physical, but they can play football as it's well. True, so. right? Technical, really uh, technical as well. I didn't want any of those. None of them. No. They're, and the, the problem is, like, they're they're really they got good size on them, aren't they? Physical, they're if, big, they're and quick. When, if they're anything like Bahrain as well, they love diving. Yeah. When when Bahrain played here, they went one nil up. Ah, uh, yeah, just, yeah, the, bar, the Bahrain game. They just threw the self on the yeah. floor all game. Yeah. And, like, you don't mind if you're losing, if the team's playing well, the yeah. other team. But if, if they're just, you know, like, the thing is with Bahrain, when they did that, they could have they could have been further ahead. Yeah. But instead, they decided just to, like, try to just take the 1-0. They obviously thought Taiwan weren't capable of uh, getting back in it, the game. Yeah, it certainly looked like it. What, so, what uh... China have the easy group. China have the easiest group. They have Guam and the Maldives yeah. and the Philippines. Do you find that strange? I did when I come out the hat. <laughs> yeah. I, I did uh, when they drew it. Uh, does China are holding uh, Asian Cup 20, 2022 uh, so as well? Taiwan haven't been in the Asian Cup for years and I can guarantee you they'll qualify for China. Really. <laughs> That, yeah, that 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 would be, uh, be interesting. I have a huge flag at home, big Taiwan one. I won't be able to take it with me. No, no, you, I'll get lynched. You, you won't be. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise I won't be able to meet you. That's for uh, sure in, in Shanghai. Stood <laughs> in the middle, you're, waving. It. You'll be walking down the street. I'll have to pretend I don't, I don't know you for sure. Uh, but if if uh, if they do get to the Asian Cup, then I'll uh, for that I will pay the visa cost to go to China for that because. So I didn't pay the visa cost to go to China for Newcastle because I was only going to be there for like Friday night, yeah, Saturday yeah, day, yeah, Sunday day, yeah. and then fly back in the evening. So it would be like ends up four hundred quid, like quid yeah. just for visas and flights. Yeah. And and you didn't miss much because I I went and 
I think the Newcastle game was the best out of them all. Right. Half the players that didn't have any idea uh, uh, <laughs> who, who, who was playing. And I think I did a message oh, to you yeah. or something. I, I said, oh. yeah, some, some, what did I say? Some uh, South American guy or something scored, but it was a different one. Or right. some uh, Japanese guy or something. Oh, Mudo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mudo. Yeah, but he didn't even score. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big letdown. And the funny thing which happens uh, in China as well, you get fans what have been paid to go there from their companies. Uh, so you got uh, at one end, at one end. So not the not uh, horizontally, but at, at the goal ends. Each goal end, you had Wolves wearing orange t-shirts. You had Man City wearing blue t-shirts. But they're not even real replica kit or close to. They're right. just a t-shirt with a badge stuck on. I bet you Mike a... Ashley didn't have any paid fans, there, did he? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't oh, pay any people. No, he didn't company. pay any people. No. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have seen sports that. Sports Direct, massive. <laughs> so. So you, you, you get that, and they've got this like decathlon stuck on uh, sticker on the t-shirt, orange, oh, the Wolves fans. They know all the chants, just like, excuse me, just like North Korea. And you went to stand up, went to sing, <laughs> and you thought, wow, this is, this is amazing. Wolves have got a Chinese owner, but, you know, they're not a well-known wow. team, let's face it, in, in the UK, let alone in, wow. in, in China, where, where Man City aren't a well-known team in China even. So at the end, when I was going home, I was on the metro, and you saw all the single women on their own walking back from the game. Now, you tell me when a single woman just thinks, oh, you know what, I'm going to go and watch Wolves tonight, and then they go home on their own. They don't. They, they all got paid to go and watch Wolves. Well, there was some guy all over Twitter who watched Wolves called Yang. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Yang. yeah, yeah. He awesome. looked like a top lad. Yeah, he was a, he he was was like, a top fan. He, yeah. he was like Cardiff. Yeah. He kept, every time you saw him on the video, he was like, I'm Wolves. I was at Cardiff. <laughs> so why why aren't why aren't these people like that super fans you can call them being employed properly by by clubs? Uh, they well, should I, be I right. I tweeted that. I tweeted Wolves yeah. saying like get Yang a job in China, man. Should they? They should uh. be because you know I I know this as close to a fact as possible. The people who are in charge of increasing exposure of the brand. They don't even go and watch the games. Wow. So you've got people doing a marketing team of Wolves. They don't even go. They get free tickets, but they don't even go and watch any wow. games anywhere. I kept tweeting all the time, man. Get Yangi a job, man. He was everywhere on Twitter. And he big just, big he, Yangi, get he, Yangi in there. He, in every, every interview, like he did a few interviews, and every interview he was like, I'm Wolves. I was at Cardiff, me. You know? I, don't, I don't remember what was significant about this Cardiff game. I just remember he started every interview with, I'm Yang. I'm Wolves. I was, I was at Cardiff. Something might have happened on the at the tube station or something. It might have kicked off. I don't know. Might, we might have to check out the news in Maybe Google. Maybe they got so. promoted then or something. <laughs> One thing I'm interested about, and you got you got more knowledge uh, about this than me. Uh, the the new guy who's who's just joined the Chinese league, the big Korean guy. Oh, Kim Shin Wook. Kim Shin Wook. Where's oh. he come from? Jumbuk. Jumbuk. Uh, the, Korean, one of the Korean uh, uh, top the, teams, right? They're the ones who uh, win the league all the time. But, uh, Kim Shin Wook, I, I used to think Kim Shin Wook was a donkey, you know. But since he's went to China, he's been great, hasn't he? <laughs> Looks like. You know why? Because for he's some huge, reason, he's huge. And you can say that about most Asian leagues, but the Chinese leagues can't deal with big guys up front. Right. Like, li- I literally think, I can't. think Wikipedia says he's like 6'5 or 6'6 six, six or something. <laughs> but, you know, but it he's looks like, like a, it sounds like he's like... He's not, he's not wide huge, he's like... Like, he's cr- like crouchy, crouchy, uh, crouchy. Like crouch. But, but when, when he plays, I feel like when I, when I see him playing, right, when he plays in Asia, 
he seems to do well. Yeah. But when he played in the World Cup or when he played against their D- different, different defenders who weren't bothered yeah, that he yeah, was big, yeah. and who just like yeah. went up for the header and bashed into him and that. And then, then he had he couldn't deal with it. And especially when they're used to marking more physical guys who've got more strength and. I watched, I watched their pre-season friendly against Northern Ireland and like. Northern Ireland aren't scared to like get up and head the ball. <laughs> what did did he have a good game or not against Northern Ireland? No, because Korean tactics was just like lump the ball at him. Yeah, but they were lumping the ball at him. And who was those guys from West Brom who used to play in defence? West Brom had about two or three Northern Irish defenders. Oh, like McCauley or. But, like so that. Those, yeah, they were yeah. lumping it, and yeah. those guys, those because they're quite old, aren't they, yeah. for footballers? Yeah. So they were lumping it, and those old guys were just jumping up and just like boom. <laughs> <laughs> just he, he, he like, wasn't getting much out of that. Like if they if they weren't getting the ball, they were just heading him anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't. I didn't. I don't think he could deal with it. They should play uh, Son up front, like Spurs do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why? Why sure. would you? Why would you have this guy as your main attacking threat? I mean, he's doing well in China, but why would you have him as your main attacking threat if you've got Son? Like, I know Son isn't really considered like a focal point as a striker. Really, he. Yeah. He rolls around, around he? but that's that's yeah. uh, that's all in vogue at the moment, isn't it? For strikers, the uh, Asian Champions League. Have you been following that much? I don't like it. <laughs> Why don't you like it? It's just, it's it's like uh, I think it's not really the AFC's fault that it's crap. Because it's Asian, called, is it because it's called ACL? No, no, no. It, well, I saw someone tweet like the ACL is rubbish <laughs> because, it's got, because it's got like the worst like uh, yeah. tweeted yeah. Twitter tag. Yeah, literally a- ACL it's, knee injury. It's, it's mainly because Asia's too big, so like they split it. Yeah, yeah. And then like the the the, the gap between the level in the leagues. So basically, what the AFC do is they just have like the highest leagues, yeah. don't they? But what happens is it's just like Korea, China. Yeah. It's just like Korean teams playing Chinese teams, Japanese teams, and Australian teams every year. That that's what and it is. The the SIPG in, in Shanghai they're playing. Is it like the Red Diamonds right, or someone it's, from, it's from always, Japan? It's always like, it's always the it's same. It's nearly always, always the same, same teams. teams, and it's just boring, man. I find it really boring. I think they should let. Uh, I think they should let more teams in because well, they'll get battered, but it's the only way they're gonna uh, shake it up a bit. Uh, like, for example, like if they've got teams on this side, right? So just let them all try and qualify, man. Yeah. Just open it up. Uh, the uh, didn't it was it was it was it Fujian University? Uh, oh, yeah, they uh, played the they, AFC Cup. Yeah. But they played by default though because yeah, they, yeah. they are the only club with the license. Because because the, it was a champions Thai Power. Well, or da, yeah, Thai Power. Or Datong. Yeah, Datong. They, they, they didn't they didn't even uh, well, enter the competition. But right? basically, the ACL they have too many spots for the big clubs. Yeah, yeah. Just let just let the I don't know just save two spots or something whatever. Just divvy it up, you know, like work out how many teams can enter and then and then just. Let the other teams in, man. Now, what what you get now, like in the Philippines, because the the leagues weaken so much. You got like uh, Ceres, who, who are one of the top teams and, and normally win the league. 
they won their zonal final for, for the AFC oh, Cup that's before. That's mental, that. Mm. It's crazy. So you've got this team who play in the, uh, the Philippines top tier, but they use the AFC competition as their main kind of league right. competition. So really, the players are just there just to play in the AFC tournament, oh. not, not for the league. But like uh, the thing is with the Asian Champions League as well, like the, like the Malaysian teams and the Thai teams and the Viet, uh, Vietnamese teams, yeah. they, they all do relatively okay. They don't lose yeah. by such a huge yeah, they, margin. They don't, they don't get smashed. Or they, they, don't get they get smashed, draws yeah. or pick up the odd yeah. win. But if you let them in more often, that would change over time. And, and exactly it would also help the league because more teams would want to get in exactly so it would be a slow process but what's happening at the moment which which I read somewhere else is uh, a lot of the Japanese teams are, are not playing the first teams right but they're saving out for the league or the Emperor's Cup or whatever I read it costs too much money they don't get enough their money from the winnings pot Right, so it that, costs a lot of money. Yes, that's one of the reasons as well. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense to send send the whole team out. And because when you really when you bothered. when you think about it, like when that the Kashima Antlers got to the final, yeah, and then they played that team from Iran, yeah. So they had to go all the way to Iran from Japan to play the first leg, and then the Iranian team have to go all the way to Japan for the other leg. <laughs> wouldn't it be better sometimes if a, a team or a country could just say, look, it's not really worth travelling to play this, just give the points. Uh, I felt like that sometimes in China, right? right? When everyone's got to plan all the plane trip and everything, you can, you know who you're playing, you know that uh, things aren't going to go your way for many reasons, uh, uh, in, in uh, commas, uh, many uh, reasons. So you might as well go, look, you know what, you guys... Just- Take the three points, oh, okay? We're, we're going to stay at home. Flag. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to train. We're going to keep our schedule. Not waste any money on flights and get tired and whatnot. Because but when, you, you, think, when you think about it, like teams in uh, the Premier League, when they get to Europe, they moan about playing in Russia. Yeah, yeah. A four-hour flight to Russia. Yeah. And then you've got, like, you, I don't know, like uh, Australian team playing in China. It's like... So probably like a fourteen-hour flight or sixteen-hour <laughs> flight or something. Big time. You're not doing that. You're not so doing like, that in a few hours. Yeah. So when you think about it, they got the league game on the weekend. Yeah. And then they've got the ACL mid, on a Tuesday yeah, or mid, Wednesday mid game, night. Yeah. It's taking three, maybe three or four games so you, out of the schedule. So you're gonna have to play that game. Yeah. Pack up. Yeah. Get the plane. Get back. <laughs> yeah. That's two days, uh, and then you gotta you, you you need a day off training probably. So I think like the the ACL, it's not easy for teams to yeah. manage it because there's so much more to take in consideration compared to the European Champions League. Big, but big time. Big but time. a lot of it is just down to the size of Asia, really. And and that's a that's a good point. Why a lot of Australian teams don't uh, Western. Uh, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers obviously won uh, they won the Champions League I think 2015 uh, was a while but back. yeah since, since then the Australian teams really underperformed and it is literally because the, the time difference the difficulties travelling and when the Japanese or Korean teams travelling don't they have a salary they, cap in the league they too? have a salary cap as well with the, with the marquee players the foreigners yeah. so their best foreign player isn't better than Hulk or Oscar let's say yeah. for, in, in SIPG and the Japanese, uh, the Japanese local players are so good anyway, naturally, that they can send out a reserve team and still be competitive. Uh, so this is, these are the main reasons why Australia. And also, I, also, I think uh, the Chinese teams and the Korean teams and the Japanese teams, I think they're a bit better with signing position-wise because 
obviously in Asia you've got oh you can only play so many foreigners. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like the the like the Asian teams I know Australia is classed as Asia too, yeah. but we'll just say the Asian teams so yeah. people understand. So I don't have to say all three all the time. <laughs> I feel like those three countries, their clubs, they do better at signing key positions for foreign players. Yeah. Yeah. So like they'll have like a key playmaker as a yeah. foreigner or like Someone main who can striker. Score. Yeah, the main but striker. in Australia, it seems like they just sign a name, or, a random name. You uh, you could end up having two two left wingers uh, just because of a name or something. Like, like maybe they've maybe they're big in Australia, like yes, an Australian name coming yeah, back, yeah. or yeah, like they get to the end of their career, they finish their season. Uh, Harry Kuehl and Michael Bridges. Well, uh, okay, from from Leeds, you're about forty now. You, there was some guy from in. Germany they just signed. I saw it. I don't know who he is. One of the Australians who played in Germany for ages. He's gone back to the A League. Uh, so, like someone like him, for example, like you know what I mean. He's a striker, so maybe he will score. Yeah. But the same thing could happen. He might be like a left back, and they'll still take him back as the marquee signing. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you don't want to waste your marquee signing who, on a left back. This will be <laughs> interesting, right? Let's work out how many foreign places are taken up by left or right backs. <laughs> right. There's guy. There's a Thailand guy in Japan, but he doesn't count as a foreigner because they have an agreement. Yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, who's who's the? Is it Jack Seeley? Used to play right back, uh, Hong Kong national team. Plays in China, right? But he, he doesn't take up a foreigner. He doesn't spot. take a fr- up a foreigner spot. Yeah. So I'm guessing there isn't any. There is isn't there? any. There can't be. <laughs> huh. You know, if you got, let's say you got three foreigner spots in Asia. You, well, you're not were, looking at left or right back. Who was the team who signed Jose Font and it all went wrong? Oh, yeah. <laughs> From Southampton, he was going to be like the... The linchpin of the defence. <laughs> the next virtual Van Dijk in Asia, even though Font was there before Van Dijk in <laughs> Southampton. Yeah, he went wrong massively. Uh-huh. Like, he, he threw it... He threw his toys out of the pram, like, on, on day one. Right. It, it was horrendous. I watched one of the games live on TV. It was shocking. He, he basically gave up. He was walking around on the pitch. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was like... You're playing him on FIFA and your control's been unplugged and he was just dying on the field and everyone's running around him and he just throw his arms up, he's done, finished. Uh, didn't they lose like 8-0 or something? Yeah, that was one of the, it was like 7-1 or 8-0 or something, yeah. That was one of the games. Uh, so you don't, you, don't, you don't waste your foreign signing on someone like Joe's Font. No, you can't, you can't. Talking about foreign signings, what what are your thoughts on Oscar and Hook? There's a lot of... Uh, I see, especially on Twitter, you know, you, you, there's a lot of people so down. And I know there's negativity around, let's say, Chinese football, of course, but foreigners as well. But what, what, for Oscar and Hulk, I, I, see them, I see them at some schools in Shanghai picking up the kids. They're loving life out there. They're loving life playing. They're enjoying the football. So maybe that's a good thing, right? People are allowed to enjoy the job. I mean, what, what are your views on that? think if someone offered me like a 10 100 percent pay rise i'd be gone in an instant like to do the same job to do the same, to do job, the same huh? job and i would be very happy about yeah. it at the same time yeah. <laughs> uh, massively they're, they're living life out there everyone moans like when a footballer goes to china they're like oh you're going to china but they're not slumming it are they no. let's get things clear they're not they're yeah. not slumming it they can they can book a whole restaurant to themselves if they want with they're, the money they're, they're having earning. a good life they're oh. having a good life they're not. They're not like going down the. They're not going down the market, are they? And eating like 
having to eat like snails or something or <laughs> chicken feet scorpions yeah they Scor- can they can go like to the best restaurants every day that they have a they scorpion wanted. eyelid or something uh-huh. like this right well, but they don't really want to dogs eat. or something like that Be- so when you look at them, who are just getting on with it, and their attitude from what I see is tremendous, and then you look at Tevez who, and, a, and a number of other foreigners well, who went out. I think, I, I get the feeling the clubs don't actually pick the player they're going to buy. I, feel, I think it's all through like agents. That's, that's what I figure, because like, none of the players ever seem scouted, and it just all seems random. It's like, we've got this player, he's yeah. great, yeah. You, should, you should buy him. But like, I'm just waiting for Arnautovic to throw his toes out the pram because I don't think it'll. Do you think it's gonna happen? I do. Uh, yeah. I I don't think he's the type of bloke who can. Uh, who can now? Now because when you look at when you look at someone who's basically, uh, yeah, moan like hell at every club he's been to in the Premier League as well uh, that can't be managed. You're not really gonna get them coming over to China where things are less functional where things are not managed as well, regardless how good the head coach is, you've got other things going on around you. There's no way There's no way he's going to stay there, surely. Uh, Are you going to give it a year or, or I, longer? Or? I, I, I think it'll take six months. I, I think yeah, it'll I, take I'll six go, months. I'll, I'll go with maximum uh, six months. Look, look, at the, look at like Carrasco and that. Like Carrasco doesn't seem like the player... like. Uh, he doesn't seem a player like Arnautovic and he's already spat his dummy out yeah, before Benitez yeah. come, didn't he? As you know, living in, in most countries in Asia, as a foreigner, regardless you're a millionaire footballer or in your job or not, you you come across different uh, the same frustrations. I think it just depends it. on how the person is. It is, it's the all club, to do the with club, your character. The club, yeah. the Chinese club should be assessing the character somehow I know now if they were smart and they cared about the money they were spending uh-huh. they would do that right and but because they, they, it doesn't I, matter how much they I spend think, they I don't think, I think I heard there's some clubs in England that actually do do that somehow but I don't know how you do that I would never know but some clubs don't do it obviously a quick break was had before they moved on to talk about Rafa and China right so Benitez you were going to talk about Benitez yeah let's talk about Benitez I I I said that him and Rondon would probably stay a year, but after the start and, and kind of thinking about the real person and manager Benitez is, mm. I'm going to be proved wrong. Did Obviously. you see he's got a blog? <laughs> Has he? I'm so excited, he's got a but blog. Benitez has got a, what, like a he My Life in China blog? Oh, my Life in China. No! <laughs> you serious? I'm serious. He just posted another one today. Rafael uh, Benitez has got a blog of his life uh, in China. What What's happening in that? Uh, my Life in China, been out to see the city. Went out to Dalian. Uh, oh, Dalian's a beautiful city, by the way. Great breeze. You're right by the sea. You got that breeze coming through. Uh, really? Lots of like, seafood. When I saw when I saw Benitez had a blog, I was like, man, what a man. But you, but you know what? None of this. Uh, oh, he needs to. He needs to learn about the culture. He needs to learn about the other teams and everything. He's just gone straight in there, picked it up, and managed. Oh. Yeah. Whether he's been allowed to manage or not, he's just managing. And there was but, a, there was a brilliant video. Someone did a gif on Twitter, and it was a Benitez. Give it doing all the instructions with his ah, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his interpreter was Can't trying. keep up, trying to keep up. <laughs> but the funny thing is, he's had good training from Mike Ashley, right? But anything oh. the Chinese throw him, he'll be able to deal with. Uh, water off a duck's back. Oh, easily. <laughs> he's made for China. Well, well, in his first blog, he wrote. I, I was reading his blog on the toilet at work. Yeah, yeah. And in his first blog, he said, I've had more meetings 
with the CEO, the president of my new club in China already, already like two weeks, in two weeks yeah. than I ever had in Newcastle with Mike Ashley. Serious, <laughs> serious. And um, you know, and you know, they're they're probably they're probably wanting to learn from him, or you know, maybe he's got good owners because I remember going to reserve, uh, a reserve game once after uh, beating Wuhan Zul, and Kiro Ferrara was sat on the other side of the reserve team uh, pitch and his owner was obviously telling him how to play his right. tactics right. and, and uh, Ferrara sat there you know one of the great centre-backs for Italy ex-Juventus manager and everything and he's smoking really cool like the Italians do and I'm thinking <laughs> even this guy's not untouchable he's right. still having to listen to his owner do tactics with his fingers uh-huh. while he's trying to watch a reserve game so <laughs> Benitez is obviously, yeah, he's either had something in his contract or an agreement that if you start making issues, I'm just going to go, let me do my stuff. And so far, it seems to be working. Uh, so, uh, you've got you to search his blog, man. Got his, his blog, it's got like, uh, moving to China, like, getting out in the city. Like moving his furniture in and stuff. Has he got all that? He's uh, got pictures of him out in the city and that, checking yeah, out that yeah. again. And, it's, it's uh, a good life. What else? Today. Oh, I can't remember what was in today's blog, but I can't wait for the next one now. <laughs> why, why did he take Rondon with him? Other than Rondon's a great target play, which we've already explained do well reckon, in China. I reckon they worked well together at Newcastle yeah. because, uh, like, Rondon's a bit the same kind of mould as Mitrovic, isn't he? He's a yeah. big bloke. Yeah. But he's, he hasn't got a screw loose. He seems <laughs> to be able to follow instructions and do what Benitez asks and even though Rondon's left I still follow all Rondon's social media man he's great yeah. is it, is, how, how's he fitting into China how's he settling so far he seems alright like yeah. uh, he's got videos on the plane of him dancing and that loving <laughs> it loving it the thing is like for me like if you move abroad no I don't think it matters where you go as long like it's like I said to my mate, as long as you don't move into somewhere like Syria, you know, where you're going to get your head chopped off or something. Who, who, was, you, who was that? You, you mate, Johnny from the pub? Johnny Thompson? Uh, my, my mate who I do the, po- the blog <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah. So, like, uh, basically now, like, it doesn't matter where you go, as long as you've got enough money to live the life you want to live, Yeah, you, you can you, have all the comforts you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like China's a whole new world like it probably was back in the seventies or something. If if they wanted, they they could have they could pay for a translator. Have you, or have you ever work. seen? You need to look on YouTube. There's a documentary about when Gaza went to play in China. Really? No, that's a good point though. Actually, right? That's a very good point. How long did he last there? Was it a so month what, or something? It wasn't very long. It wasn't very long. But there's a documentary, and Gaza wasn't allowed to have a beer. Right? They that's told him he wasn't point. allowed to have a beer. And then on this documentary, there was Gaza and there was his mate, Five Bellies. Yeah, yeah, always. And Gaza uh, was climbing out the window in China looking for a pub. Mate, that's a good, <laughs> that, that's a good shout, that, right? So any, anyone listening to this, you've got to check out that. Because but, I think, yeah, I, I forgot Gaza was in China, but I'm, right? I'm sure you'll be able to still find it on YouTube yeah, if yeah. you put in the right words. But And then he bought a watch. He bought, like, four watches from one of the Lucky Lucky sellers. Yeah. And then he was, Gazza was like, you see all these watches? He says, look here, man, there's nothing to do. I'm even, pay- I'm spending like a hundred quid on four fake watches. I know they're fake, just to have just, something to just do. Just to do something. 
Mate, if you need anyone in China just to hang around with, Gaza would have been the guy, right? Yeah, you, you I, I know that for sure. And he was saying, like, I can't find a pub anywhere. I've climbed, <laughs> I've climbed out the window. <laughs> Now we've got to climb back in the window. Now you've got to climb back in to get Plus in. Because the door's locked. In the, so in the training camp, yeah. Climb back yeah. in the window. <laughs> He's got all the, all the younger lads knocking on his door in the morning, ready for training oh. to wake him up. And no one would have spoke English then. I bet you more people speak sure, English now. Sure, And he wouldn't, he wouldn't and, have had a translator. They wouldn't have got a translator, especially for Gaza, right? They wouldn't need a, an English translator, then an English to Chinese translator. But I don't, I don't think he even had a translator. Oh. They didn't pay him, that's why he left. Let alone, let alone from Geordie to English. <laughs> but, but the reason he left was because he never got paid. <laughs> Imagine not paying Gaza. Right, right now, right, that's literally like if, let's say, Gareth Bale came to China. <laughs> he did like. First he said, uh, Gareth, yeah. Uh, you're not allowed out the house. Yeah, you're not allowed out of the house. We're gonna, you can't play golf. We'll pay you a golf membership, but you can't play golf. And we're going to pay you monthly. And then at the end of the month, they just go, uh, sorry, Gareth, we're not going to pay you this month. Can you wait till next month? Anyway, <laughs> what does Gareth think? And before, and before everyone says, oh, yeah, he's got enough money anyway. That isn't the point. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't get paid what you've been doing, if you don't uh, get paid matter. for it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, you want your money. You're not going to stay and work hard for these people. Oh. You're going to play for these people. So there's the, the Gaza. The Gaza didn't get paid. I, I don't know why there's a documentary on Gaza in China, but someone made it, and it's, it's great. If that was done properly, that should have been made a real documentary. Imagine that now. Oh. It wouldn't be allowed. It wouldn't oh. be allowed. Imagine that. Uh, so I don't know why I remembered that, but it's it's really hilarious. Like. Have you watched Rondon in any of the any of the matches so far? Have you seen any highlights or anything? No, I've been I, I watching the it. Japanese league lately. Yeah. Because there's this app. I don't know if you know it, but there's this app called. You the can watch Red all Kukin the matches, app. right? Yeah. And they have free games every week, yeah. but they always show Vissel Kobe because they sponsor them. So every week, it's Vissel Kobe and yeah. whoever they're playing, and then two other games. But one of the games has English commentary as well. Even better now. Oh. Now the Japanese league seems really like inbred like yeah. yes everyone's got history and culture but it seems like you've either got to fall into that culture mm. otherwise your job's going to be taken by the ex-left back who's, right. who's been at the club for 50 years oh. right they want to keep everything in-house and it right. just seems you've got to accept everything or, or not excel yeah. you have to excel or you're out quickly yeah or you're out uh, uh, it seems that way a little bit but I just watch it because it's uh, it's probably one of the most technical leagues in this part of the world. Yeah. Like yeah. the Japanese are really technical. Like when you watch the Korean league, they're a bit more like they play a bit more like England, you know, in Korea. <laughs> well, oh, 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 blood and guts, oh, blood miles an hour. Guts, huh? Work hard, like oh yeah, you've ran eighty-eight kilometers, but you lost two-nil. Well, Good job. It's kind of like this. I don't know if it's true or not. I just get that feeling from watching what it. What are the foreigners like in the Japanese league? Because mm. when you're looking, for example, in the Chinese league, yes, they pay good money, big money for uh, known foreigners. Like, uh, who, who did we play against? Uh, Te- Texera, who was, he was going to go to Liverpool, then buy Munich and buy Leverkusen. He ended up going to uh, Jansu Sunning. And he, he's still well, there now. So how most, the, I haven't heard of many of well, the foreigners most, going most there. Most of the guys that, that they sign, I've never heard of them before. Yeah. But they so seem to be... They seem decent. 
they seem to be all right. But so they could be from like the the top leagues in in Brazil and Argentina, may, right? I feel like they mainly signed from South America. Yeah, in yeah. Japan. Yeah. I, I was in Hong Kong uh, a couple of years ago. I was having a, a, a casual beverage as you do, and there was uh, uh, three massive guys walked in, all, all tattoos up the neck and everything, bit South American looking. And you just knew there were athletes, and there's with like this random local guy which wasn't an athlete. Right. So uh, I, I walked past him and uh, I said, "Hey guys, uh, are, are you guys sportsmen or athletes?" And they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we play, uh, uh, we play in the uh, uh, Japanese league, like right. second division or something." And yeah, they they were pro players, but they were still looking for another contract because, it, like we all know, it's uncertain. Mm. And. Uh, uh, with respect, I hadn't heard of them, but I knew the teams that they played for before, uh, that's, like that's... Fluminense and stuff like this. But you just don't hear of the guys, which is our th- our bad, right? I think we, we should more, know. I think it's a lot to do with the uh, media as well. Like yeah. when you go on the BBC, there's there's no coverage of South American football. There's no coverage of Asian football, but there's African football on there yeah. if you want it. Yeah, yeah. But there's just like zero coverage of. And also now, like, if you go on any kind of news website that shows sports, it's just like Man United, Man City, Barcelona, Gareth Real Madrid. Madrid China, yeah, There's nothing about any club that's not, like, huge. You're, you're, you're better off playing, uh, playing the uh, football manager game if, well, if you're going to get to know players, right? Well, I think so. <laughs> that's the main so, thing. Oh, man, I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I don't know if I'm still on that. I've been on that for the past four years and I've still got half a star. Right. Surely, like, surely they've got to give you more after a certain amount of years. You can't be half a star forever. <laughs> like, I'm always going to be a free transfer now. Who's going to get me on half a star? Not no even one. like Lincoln City. No one. No one. <laughs> you just be a free agent and then you retire. I'm not going to be blogging with Benitez anytime soon, am I? That's Man, for sure. I cannot, honestly, I can't wait for another Benitez blog. <laughs> Sounds so weird, doesn't it? If you had two questions you can ask Benitez like, about his life in China, what would it be? Who writes your blog? Because I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it while sat in the toilet. <laughs> and, uh, next question. Uh, it doesn't have to be two. Just ask him that one. It's uh, alright. No, no pressure. Would probably be, I'd probably ask him a million football questions, but I can't think of any now. Would kind of be just be like, it would just all be like tactics and that you know like yeah. why you why did you decide to go with a free man at the back, you know like what 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 spurred you what was that moment when you had fought the back at Newcastle, and what was the point where you were like all right this isn't working, let's go with free, would just be all that kind of stuff you know just like really football geeks the kind tr- of thing the truth uh, the truth. Or it would be like, uh, who did you want to buy instead of Hosselu? Because obviously he wasn't like the main choice. So who was on the list? Like how far down the list did you have to go? Can you photocopy your list? That would be interesting. (laughs) Give give us your list out. So like, just just like really, my missus says I'm a football geek, so they would I would consider them like really like geeky questions you know if you like, could if you could follow any team in Asia to to do media for report for who would you choose uh, not a Japanese team for the reason you reasons you mentioned yeah <laughs> if it wasn't perfect that would be gone wouldn't I yeah, uh, yeah. there's 
they probably wouldn't pay much actually but there's a Japanese food division team uh-huh. and their social media is great crap, great crap. they've got this uh, they've got this mascot and it's like a bird yeah but they've got this guy like running around the city dressed as a bird and that what is that like a full time job that would be alright if you could just, <laughs> you could just run I, around the city as a bird because, because it because it's like because when you look at their social media it's like you can tell like it's a good crack it's good fun I don't think it's someone who's officially doing it I think it might be like someone doing it as a side job they might have another job at the club uh, uh, <laughs> go in. I think can I, can I will that still record if I show you it it should still be recording right oh, it is know, still yeah, uh, there's this bird and their, their social media is quite funny but uh, I guess apart from that um, who else would I choose mm, maybe not a team in China either because I, I don't think uh, I would deal with the firewall so well this one here they got this bird man and it's they always posting this bird on the social media so for any for people who are listening, this team's called Gruler, Mokuwer Gruler or something. Was it third tier? Uh, butchered the name like. Now I can't find the bird that I picked it up. Just a pure lie. Isn't even a bird. Four three. What? What? What are the scores? Right. Let's go here. Anyway, they they got a sexy kit too. That always helps to sell them, I suppose. Some of the Japanese kits are sexy. Uh. There it is there, check it out man. It's one that, that's some bird. That's out that's like it's an or it's an origami bird. It's not even a real bird, right? It's a paper origami bird. Oh is it? They're, yeah, it looks like, like an aeroplane with a bird's head on it. And it, it's I just but like... it really goes well with the uh, the kit and their their <laughs> their pitch just like looks like they rented it for the weekend <laughs> and put scoreboard and put like uh, a scoreboard and like advertisement boarding around. But uh they had them parading through the street the other week. An origami <laughs> bird poking everyone with like its aeroplane body uh, and bird head. But if I have to choose like... 8-4, is that a final score? No, that's oh, a Oh, that's date. a kickoff. that's uh, a date. But if I had it... Look at that, man. That's the bird, yeah. There you go. So, so... But if I had to choose a, a, a pro team, like a bigger one... Uh, maybe... Oh, there you go, man. There it is, and you can actually see the legs from the origami bird. Uh, maybe a Korean team, because... Maybe one of the Korean teams, because... Dealing with Chinese people would be hard work. Yeah. The Japanese one is like... It's like here, isn't it? It's really close-knit, so you would just be like on your billy all the time. Yeah, you, you probably won't get any good stuff that you need to do your and job And then for. If, uh, if I went to Korea, I feel like... You maybe have more chance of fitting in. Maybe they're more because they love the booze, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So if they're gonna be drunk often, yeah, they're more helps. likely to be friendly with you. Yeah. So Ooh, probably. How's uh, how's how's Taiwan gonna do the qualifiers? Uh, third in the group, I reckon. Yeah. Second. I hope they get second, obviously. But I reckon they might get third in the group because this time it's going to be hard, isn't it, for any team to qualify from Asia because Qatar already have a spot in the World Cup. Yeah. 
so we have and, less spots. And, and they, they can beat Brazil up. I think Qatar is going to actually win the World Cup, to be fair. So, so like, uh, the, each team who wins the group, they go to the next round. Yeah. But the runners-up don't. There's only yeah. the four best runners-up. four best runners-up, yeah. But I think it depends how they're going to do against... Like, like I said earlier, like... The problem is, like I think, I feel like Jordan, Kuwait, and Taiwan could all beat each other in the games. So Taiwan have to win most of their home games to have any chance. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because traveling to the Middle East is a ball leg in natives. Like when you go out to Jordan and Kuwait, you would imagine they're gonna have the whole ground jumping. Because when I watched the Bahrain game on the telly, there was only 160 people there or something. But I don't think it'll be like that in Kuwait and Jordan. No, yeah, I think ba- Bahrain's smaller than Taipei right? <laughs> as a country. <laughs> but I think Kuwait and uh, Jordan will probably be bouncing yeah, for the yeah, games. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll get some of the, uh, the the Chinese supporters in with their handmade T-shirts in so, just to come over. So it depends, like, uh, for Taiwan, it depends how they travel, I think. Because I think they can do decent enough at home. Yeah. Especially yeah. since they have Gary White and now they've got Lewis. Yeah. Like, they have... They have a plan now. It feels like they have a clear plan, uh-huh. and uh, and it, and it looks like they're they're giving him good backing as well, which well, is nice to see. They're giving they him good also, support. They also changed the uh, the president or whatever they call them yeah, at yeah. the association, and I think yeah. that's been a big help because because the last guy it said in the news he had he he created fake associations so he could vote for himself in the election. So associations of what? Football associations? Something like that. Like, apparently you have to have an association to vote. How, <laughs> how on earth do you create fake football associations in a country that hasn't got many football associations in the first place to then vote yourself back in to be the chairman of a football association? I said they were like kids' associations for teaching <laughs> kids how to play football. <laughs> And, uh, and I also, morning. I also presume he was going to the government and telling them he had this shit too. So he must have been, because you know, if you have something like that, you can get subsidies from different organisations. They'll okay. give you money. Okay. Hey, you, you learn something new, which is useful uh, so, uh, every day, right? This, uh, this is good. So, so this guy, he made loads of fake associations, and that's why FIFA had to come, because the new guy, I don't think he had an association. He's just there. Uh, He's a politician, or he was a politician, but he didn't have, I don't think he had any association. So then the guy who with his fake associations said that the politician isn't allowed in the election because he is not from an association. And, and, and that everyone is below down on basically Asian football and most of the football around the world. Uh, Just create whatever you want to do, what you want. And uh, as long as it sounds good or you got the backing of a few <laughs> other people, you can do it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go home now to my right. family. Uh, it's, it's been fun. I'll have to go home too. It's been fun talking about this nonsense. Alright, so <laughs> this is Matt Ward and I didn't... Oh, actually, I wanted to ask you, like... Yeah, shoot. You know, you run the British Cultures Network, right? Yeah. I've been really wondering, do you have to be British to be on your British Cultures Network? It's been bugging me the whole day, man. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah. So, so the British Football Coaches... <laughs> British Football Coaches Network is open for, for British coaches uh, and Irish coaches right. and also any foreign coaches who have worked in the UK, working in the UK or they've got some kind of connection with football in the UK right. as well. 
So uh, it's not full on Brexit cultures no, network. No, not, not not full on not full on Brexit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we do have we do have the Aussies and a, a, a few uh, American coaches as well. Right. But it's all predominantly based around the network of, of Britain, right. uh, Ireland as well. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Brexit. Maybe I'm going to have to uh, talk to the guy in charge. Who is the new president? Is it? Has Trump now become England's new Prime Minister? It's Boris, isn't it? Is it Boris? I mm. thought it was just Trump, but I think with it's different Boris, but hair. I haven't been following it. Quite similar, well, right? Yeah, so I might have to check in with him with the details. Yeah, the, the cut off points, what passports fit <laughs> oh. in where. And uh, in all honesty, if it wasn't for my little lad and I wanted him to have a British passport, I would change my passport to a Taiwanese passport. Right. So maybe I wouldn't be eligible to run the British Football Coaches <laughs> Network. You'd have so to kick yourself out. I'd have to kick myself out. <laughs> I'd have to create an, my own association to vote myself out. And then vote yourself back uh, in. And vote myself back in as well. All right. Uh, yeah, so, so I just wanted to ask you that. I don't know. It's just been, yeah, there you been go. bugging me all day long. Yeah, there, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of organisations which do something similar, but they basically just let everyone in now it's not because I don't want to help other coaches I, I have other things what help other coaches from different countries but I want it to be more personal for the, the uh, countries of the UK I'm, I'm British I want to try and help out as, as many countries in the UK first uh, as possible because I've been in that same position facing the same barriers the same troubles as many coaches have done uh, yeah, and I, I want to. I can't save the world. I want to help them first, and then anything will follow. Do you do you think there's more British cultures going abroad now than uh, there ever has been before? Yeah, yeah, big, big time. But the right now, more people are, are now willing to put themselves out there to to make uh, not a risk, but to try something different. Because do you think it's because they don't get the opportunity at home? Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. Because now they're realising they're not getting the opportunities, or they're realising it's like a closed shop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a closed shop. Jobs and for the boys and all that. Yeah, it, it does get like this. Now you can, you got two options. You can stick it out there and say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to work my through all the pro academies. I'm going to stick to it. Or there's those that want to get into, example, like senior professional coaching, where you might be. You might be at a Cardiff City or, or, or Stevenage for right. 30 years, and you're still in. You're still a, a U10 or U12 coach. Right. What you What do you want to do? I want to be a professional well, coach. Some people might be team. happy with that, right? Some people might be happy with that, but those who want more or to be a head coach of the pro, uh, the senior team, you might have to go abroad. Right. So. So you think it's just more people are realising that? More people are realising, but now nowadays more people are more open to travelling and, and uh, it's easier to yeah, as well. It's easier to travel, and they want to experience something new as well. Right. Uh, the barriers are, of course, your family. Uh, so it, it's more ideal for those that are either older, whose families are older, or who hasn't got a family, uh, you mean as like in children. A, if they're settled or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there's some money, good money to be had, and if you want to build your career professionally, you might have to make that sacrifice and go out right. alone as well. And you know, all I'm trying to do, I'm not saying that moving abroad is right or wrong, but that is one of the main pathways to do to, to try and create a professional career in, in coaching. And uh, if that's something you want to do, then you've got to do all you, whatever it takes. So I'm just trying to make more people aware to that fact now, and uh, yeah. There's been a lot who's moved abroad. Uh, I'm not saying just because of, of the network, but I'm trying to get everyone just to bounce ideas off, just to see what's possible and what's available. Most, well. most people who get jobs in England, they're all they're nearly always ex-players, aren't they? 
Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or, I don't, I don't need to have a coach's network to know that. Like, <laughs> it's you, you see it like when they yeah. employ someone. Yeah, or, or they've, they've been. Because like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in England who have badges or who yeah. paid for their own badges and yeah. who, who are, are good coaches as for, well. Yeah, and, and very who are good coaches. for jobs. Yeah, yeah there is But I'm that. pretty sure they'll never get a look in, like say like if Frank Lambard rocks up yeah. for the interview or something there, there, there's a big part of that and that will always happen it's not it's not to say that it's right again or right or wrong oh. they may be good coaches and we do need ex-professional players in the game too really important but there's got to be a balance right if someone's but good like, enough like when you think about it though like you see a lot online about like uh, equality for women and that there's yeah. women who need to have equal pay but you never see anything like uh, oh but Joe Bloggs doesn't get a job as a manager. It's a, it's a fair point, and even on the on the payment point. So, you could look at let's say Nicky Butt, an academy manager of Man United, whether he is still or not. There's no way he's going to be on four thousand pound a month right. that a normal person, if me or you, went to be academy manager at a professional club. There's no way Nicky Butt or anyone like that is going to be on the same money we would if right. we went and yes they've earned that right and they deserve that right but at the same time surely if you're in a position as the same person maybe better qualified experience to do it then you need to be paid but it's just next to it's it. just one of those things that really irked me because like some things on twitter like the women's wages uh-huh. it's like people you can see people speaking about that on twitter and it's like flavor of the month you know what i mean like next month it'll be something else and the women's football will be gone and then next month it'll be something else and it just goes around and around and around and it's the same people all the time like oh women's equality like I've got nothing wrong with it but there's plenty more issues other than that like like for example the Americans women's team uh-huh. they pull in a big crowd they're world champions so again and, and they're really popular in, yeah. in America yeah. so you can understand they're why they want more champions. money they're literally world champions they're champions of the world at what they do so you can't get better than so, that so you can understand why they want more money yeah but other women's football is so far behind America yeah so you can't say you want equal pay for all women the same as men because the women women's league in England and the men's top league in England yeah. there's a disparity between people who want to watch it and the cost of it and, and how much that's making compared to how much the woman's making but that's the but like that gets so much publicity yeah and then other issues don't and it just really is that one of your main me uh, off. <laughs> one of your uh, main rights uh, so yeah no it, it, it's a it's a fair point at you know, like I, black cultures you know like uh-huh. you see a lot about there's no Asian footballers or there's no gay footballers like why do you need to force someone to come out from being gay? Won't they just do it if they want to? Like there was there was a gay footballer from America on the BBC, and he and he had an article saying like, why is the BBC trying to force people to to, to, to come, come out? out. Huh? Why are they actively trying to push a footballer to say, I am a gay footballer, uh-huh. I play football and I'm gay, like. I think it's, it's a big agenda, isn't it? These are just a, a sign of the times now. Right? Sign of the times. So, but I think it's wrong personally because you're trying to force a guy to come out. And let's be honest, it's times are changing. Yeah. But you'll still get a lot of shit. Yeah. He, when he goes to play, what are the away fans gonna sing? Uh-huh. 
they're gonna give him abuse. Maybe not all of them. Okay, so but so there'll if be a section that will abuse him. If you're a chairman of a club, let's say you're a chairman of a a, a club in Japan, right? Uh. Uh, and and yeah, we we can we we know in the UK this happens, right? But you're a chairman of a club in Japan, and Japan suddenly come out with this rule that you've got to interview at least uh, one foreign coach uh, for the job. But out of the one foreign coach, it doesn't matter if it's white or black, but it has to be a foreign coach. But you've got to interview one. What would, as, as like, can you put your mind in that, in that mind frame as a Japanese chairman? Like, what would you think about if someone told you that? Well, you just think you pick the best bloke for the job, don't you? Okay, so uh-huh. there we go, right? So then we go back to uh, in the UK, right? Where we're saying, okay, you, you need the Rooney rule, which American football have been doing for a while. And it's the same. You just want to pick the best bloke for the job. Now, there's two sides to the story. The point is but what they're trying to do with the Rooney rule, but that black coaches or ethnic minority coaches uh, aren't getting the opportunity. They're not even but getting that's because everyone at. doesn't think like me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, 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 the is not, that. not everyone is open, are they? Like, they won't, they won't, they won't come out and tell you. No, but you know. But it it does happen. But there there is a problem with racism, and we don't we don't know it. Well, we're not we're not people people I'm, will think they're not racist, but really they are without knowing it. Well, this is den- why we need we need these kind of rules. I'm not denying it doesn't happen, but like I know not everyone's like me. If I interviewed someone, for me I don't care. You could have two heads if you're good enough to um, do the job. Absolutely, right? So um, this is why we need more people like you as owners of a club. You could have two heads and a tail as long as you it's were good a, at your job. Society's not like job. that anymore, is um, it? Society doesn't work like that. Or in the past it hasn't. It's getting worse. Like with things, like you mentioned Trump and that in the Brexit. It's getting worse, I think. like, like if, I, feel, I feel like as, as you're being told you must do this, I feel there's another side pushing against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you're constantly being told you must accept this or you must accept that. And then I feel like there's another side of the con where they're saying, like, I'm being forced, I have to do this. I, I so t- I'm going to not I, like it. I totally know. I, I, I live in China at the moment. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're going off. Going in uh, dodgy water. <laughs> From the Toffee Ball, the East Asian Football Podcast.